When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we do what, Bryce? Talk about talk to amazing guests about their stories of high strangeness. Oh nailed boy, it. I, n- I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, close. yeah. No, that's that's I'm nailing. Gonna it. Be by this. That's I Bryce mean, Johnson nailing it. Literally 165 episodes in the show, and hey, you've you just caught proven. Me off guard. I was I wasn't expecting. He that. just combined you, the two answers. You, you went sh- for on all of the above. You, know? <laughs> you should know it by now. I can do it in my sleep. <sighs> Can you? Can I you can. It's a story uh, <laughs> podcast where we share stories. Uh, to, oh, I can't. I guess oh, apparently yeah, I can't. Yeah. There you go. You so threw me off. There. We talk to yeah, amazing yeah. guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. Guys, I, I don't even... I'm so... First of all, I'm going to apologize in advance to our amazing guest because Bryce Johnson dropped some heavy news on me and Riley mere moments before we recorded this podcast. If you are a Patreon subscriber on the other side, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club slash... Oh, wait. Patreon.com slash... Now you've thrown me off. Look, I'm so excited. This is what you get. I can't even... No, this is what happened. Bryce, uh, I want to cut right to the chase. What did you find tonight? Well, I I was cleaning out my attic, and I came... As one does post-pandemic yeah. and i was came across an old box of reels and tapes and when i say tapes i'm talking vhs baby and uh i sent michael a picture and riley a picture of a certain vhs tape uh to which riley responded oh shit and michael <laughs> responded i almost choked on my bread can i post this on instagram i have a vcr uh i love this uh honestly guys this is so great i feel like the pandemic just ended said michael (laughs) well i'm talking about none other than bryce's club bryce on e-celebrity homes yes oh my god the holy grail has (laughs) yeah yeah the holy grail of vhs now this is before mtv cribs even had their show so this was like the og e-entertainment uh celebrity homes and a little featurette on a certain apartment in a certain Hollywood Hills apartment complex. 
uh, it's Club Rice on East Liberty Homes. The original source of all the Club Rice talk on this podcast Mm -hmm. and on the Mm -hmm. other side, patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club, has now been found. (laughs) And I don't know what we're going to do with it. I know I have a VCR, so I feel like you guys are coming over and we're watching this. Yeah, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I've seen I it before. And cannot it's, wait it's to see. It's cringeworthy, but Guys, so I, good. Bryce, for those so of good. you who are not Patreon subscribers, Bryce yeah. once had a uh, an apartment in Hollywood that he called Club Bryce, where his friends would come over and listen to music and dance. And then also he had a wall of dolls that he modeled after all of his friends, which is something yeah. we didn't You'll learn. get to see that. You'll get to see the doll case. It's in and, uh... this episode. Bryce allowed this to be filmed <laughs> in his apartment. And I'll now we this have story. the yeah. This oh my God. the thing that's amazing is this episode was never digitized. No. And so we've I've been searching high and low for this for two years i've been bugging bryce get that tape those this of you is the have been only copy us, on planet earth <laughs> when is the club bryce video gonna be released well guess what motherfuckers we've been holding <laughs> out for footage like this so you have to wait a little bit longer but we'll 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 we're gonna take a look at this artifact and we'll update you we gotta oh, we're get to gonna our... digitize it i'll tell you that much i'll tell you <laughs> exactly. mark my words or i'm not a super producer i am digitizing that footage guys Guaranteed. i just want to say uh the next best best thing to the treasure of oak island has been found i am so excited i i have to remember we're doing a show we can't talk about it uh, uh if you want to talk about uh, if you want to support the show Join us. Join us over there. Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh the other side at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh you will uh get three to five bonus episodes every month. Uh you yeah. can also check out our merch shop and our link tree on our Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club or our Twitter Bigfoot Pod. Uh and then also, of course, I failed to mention we're doing wet hot American summer. Uh, I said it again. Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 Summer Abduction. And we have just dropped so much merch over there. You guys got to go check it out. If you want to support the show, uh, but don't want any awesome apparel or extra content, you can do so at our homepage at buymeacoffee.com. Throw a couple bucks in the Bigfoot tip jar. That's also in our link tree. And then finally, if you want to support the show for free, just good old-fashioned activism. Go to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we might read it on the air just like this one. And remember, guys, we're trying to get to 1,000 five-star reviews so that we can record the Bigfoot Collectors Club Jet Ski Special. That's right. It starts with a dream. That's right. It starts with a dream. Um I'm getting a little choked up because, uh, well, we'll talk about it. Let's let's read this five-star review first. This is literally called Jet Ski Special Five Stars by Dr. Hendo. Please leave a five-star review so we can get the Jet Ski Special. I'm begging you, dear reader. You don't have to listen just to leave a review. This is where we <laughs> to. Nice. If you've read this. Story of my life. Don't don't know what the jet ski special is and you aren't still convinced to listen, then you must listen to this podcast because you need a big dose of the far out frivolity 
Only the BCC can deliver. Far out frivolity is amazing. Thank you, Doctor Hendo. Yeah. I'm wow. the, I, I, I'm I want to let you guys know something. We have not only are you guys not showing up for this five star review situation for the first time in podcast history, we have dipped from five star average to a 4.8 average oh. who are the trolls trying to destroy us guys you have to beat back the beat back the darkness give us those five star reviews we only have 629 it's going in the opposite order you guys <laughs> oh no it's bad backfiring on us this is backfiring um all right Think about that, listeners, as we introduce today's ooh, amazing guest. Uh, she's an actor. She's a writer. She's a comedic performer. You know her from one day at a time. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, uh, 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 who, who else has been on that show? Nobody. And my favorite movie from last year, Greener Grass. <laughs> Club Scouts of all timelines, please welcome to the podcast, Santina Muha. Oh, Santina! Hi, how are you? Hi. Thank you. Thank you for waiting patiently during that. We had some real clubhouse business to take care of. Yeah, it sounded intense. I'm excited. This videotape, you don't understand. This is like, I've not looked. This is like, I'm more excited for this than I was the Star Wars sequel trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever watch uh, uh, MTV Cribs or E-Celebrity Homes? Oh, yeah. Of course. Was there a house that left an impression on you? And was well, Mariah Carey, I don't know if it was her house, but just Mariah, just her, her island. <laughs> just the way she just presented it was, you know, it was just, she's a, she's, she's a diva, as they say. And, uh, she, you know, she, she had some kind of a shoe closet situation that was goals for me, but yeah, I mean, listen, all of them, all of them were, were, I also liked, uh. Pimp My Ride. All of those cars were cr- mm, really cool, love too. Love that show. Yeah. Pimp My Ride was like, I remember uh, my brother-in-law and I, I'm, I'm recording from his studio in, I'm out of town. I'm in Kansas City. Don't rob my apartment, please. Uh, <laughs> we, I remember like one of our early bonding experiences was watching Pimp My Ride together. That was, that was, I, I feel like that, where, that show should, that show had legs. Why isn't it on today? I know. That show was so golden. For those of you who haven't seen it, it was star. Uh, it was hosted by Exhibit, and mm. and they would they would pick some person who had a, a dumper of a car, a real lemon, and they would take it to this. I think it was West Coast <laughs> Custom Shop, and they would. Bryce, just you've never sounded more out. like an old dad by saying a real <laughs> lemon. <laughs> it was with X to the Z, and and uh, I'm not talking about Jack Lemon, <laughs> my favorite actor. Oh man, but I loved it, man. They made those cars so cool. Yeah, they put like the uh, hot tubs in them and fur, and I mean, like yeah. stuff you dream of, really. Yeah, yeah. Barbie, I just like I used those. to have a cool car, not anymore. <laughs> oh boy, 
had to get one you could put babies. Had to get one you could put baby seats in. It just uh, mini wasn't, man life. can't haul the kids around and you know, gotta grow up at some point, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of growing up, Santina, where are you from? And what, as we like to ask all of our guests, is your personal paranormal history? Any weird stories from your hometown? Any ghosts you saw as a kid? Any strange lights you saw in the sky? Have you ever seen Bigfoot? That would be I great. I, I wish. I am from New Jersey. And, you know, I am here for all of it. Like, I was a big fan of the Loch Ness Monster growing up. I was yeah. really, really sad about that guy's deathbed, you know, revelation that that, that he staged that most famous photo that really upset the me. The surgeon photo. Yeah, the surgeon photo, the little toy submarine. I was very upset about that. Yeah. Um, never saw a big foot. Uh, but I did... I do see ghosts. I don't even say did. I do. I do have a connection to the other side when it what? comes to ghosts. Oh, yeah. All the time. And sometimes, you know, mo I have like, um, they seem to like me. It seems to be good ghosts, people who want to come and send messages to their, you know, like I, I uh, slept over a, a cousin's house one time. And in my dream, I woke up, got out of bed, went downstairs, saw a woman in the, the rocking chair in their living room. What? So then the morning I was telling them about the dream and it turns out it was my cousin's uh, fiance who was there. His mother had just passed away and I described her to the T and wow. she, uh, you know, she was there. So, and that's like not uncommon for me to get messages from the other side, but I'm not, the thing is I'm not good at it. Like I couldn't ever really, I, at this point in my life, it's not like I could charge somebody for it or I could, you know, you could you like come to me and say, Hey, what is this person? It, it, I don't know. It's like, it, it just has to come to me. I don't, I can't seek it out. I haven't honed my craft just yet, but so I have you're, been... you're, you're like Whoopi Goldberg in ghost. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. This uh, is one of those. One... Hmm? This is one of those wonderful surprises where a guest is bubble, literally like bubbling over with like, yeah. ah, well, the, the, the offhand story that I have is that I saw the ghost of a of a, a person's you know grandmother, but that's that's like you know whatever, just brushing it aside. Like we could we could make a meal out of that entire story that you just rushed past. Yeah, no, but I because there's just so many of them, and um, you know, even like I knew the day my grandfather was going to die. I knew the day my grandmother was going to die because I saw my grandfather go into the room into her hospital room Wait, and uh, what? yeah, he had already passed. And then she was in the hospital room and I saw him go in the room. And at first I got like happy, like, you know, I saw him and I said, Oh no, no, I'm Italian. Right. So no, 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 no. That's like, I went, Oh no, no. And then I got like a sinking. I went, Oh no. Cause I knew what it meant. I knew he was coming and um, she, she passed the next day. So oh. um, stuff like that. I, but here's the thing. I died when I was six, almost six years old. I had a very serious car accident and I died and I came back and I had the whole thing that after out of body, I, I was, I saw myself not from inside the car, from the back seat, what? but from outside of the car, looking in the windshield. And I saw my, everyone who was in the car. And then I had a crossing over moment where I wanted to stay in this, you know, place that seemed very calming and familiar and I was told by a figure it was not my time. It's like all the very stereotypical stuff. That's classic. Stuff. 
Yeah. yeah, it's all classic. Wow. And it's not your time. You still have stuff to do. And I was given this, you know, message and given this, you know, some whatever, uh, lifelong purpose. And, uh, <laughs> you, and that's, you're, <laughs> you describe this as if it's the least important information you've ever <laughs> been given. Whatever. I mean, this guy the at the end of the lights told me something. <laughs> don't really remember. I died, but it's fine. <laughs> like our <laughs> listeners minds are being blown and telling us to go back. Wait, wait, what? No, but, but it's please. Just, it, truly. It's it, the, the it, it's, I mean, it happened so long ago and I'm just so sure of it happening. And the other thing that's cool about it is I have no desire to convince anyone that this is true. If I tell somebody this and they don't believe me, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You'll see. You know, mm. it's like, it's like if somebody told me Target wasn't real, I'd be like, well, I've been there. I've seen it. It's real. You'll go there one day. You'll see. It's like, I'm not going to force somebody <laughs> to believe it. I know it's real. What's the point? So, um, yeah, it's like a nice little calm little feeling I have inside that. There's some, there's way bigger stuff going on. That's so, that's so amazing. I mean, I, I love the, the for sureness of it too. Cause I mean, that's how it must feel, right? There's nothing more real than, than that experience of, of being outside yourself and, and that there's more beyond this world. That's, that's incredible. That's so encouraging. I, yeah, I, I love I that. Mean, I know what I saw and I was so, not even six years old. So it's not like I had already watched you know, whatever movie or read embraced by the light. I didn't, you know, I didn't absorb any of that information yet. Mm. So have you, have you read those? It sounds like you've read those books uh, since and to, to get more information about that. Is that right? Or yeah, I've read uh, parts of that book or I've watched that show. uh, I survived death or whatever it's called. And it's always like, yeah, I'm always like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. That's what happened. You know, like that. It's always very, uh, affirming for me. Wow. I had no idea you had that experience. (laughs) You know, and my nonna, by the way, my mom's mom from Sicily, um, she also was very in tune with the other side. And she has all these crazy stories about things like an angel telling her to postpone her wedding by two weeks. And she didn't. And then the day they got back from there, their honeymoon, he went back to work and he got electrocuted and died. And had he, had they pushed the wedding, they would have still been on their honeymoon, things like that. So, um, and they say that, you know, especially, I think it's like a Sicilian woman, like there's like a Sicilian witchiness that's runs in the, in our blood or something, not, you know, angel, witch, whatever it's all, you know, however you want, but it's all good. It's all good energy, you know, white light, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I want to I want to walk back just a minute. You were talking about camera angles in 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 this near death experience yes. or death experience where you're like I was outside the car, I saw my whole family. Now look, if any of this is stuff that's well trodden or stuff you don't want to go back over, say, "Yeah, I'm not that interested in that. Let's talk about something else." Um, but, but, but that really struck me cause I think it's very rare for a show where we talk about the other side so much that we actually get to talk to somebody who's so like Bryce said, self-assured about what's on the other side. Um, can you talk a little bit about the perspective or that camera angle of, of the, uh, of, of that experience? Yeah, so I was in the back seat and my mom was in the driver's side. It wasn't her fault, by the way, for the accident. It was a three-car crash and we got caught up in the middle. But um, And then my non-na was in the passenger seat. 
So the three of us, three generations of Italian women in the car. Wow. And the this happened in New Jersey um, over the Brielle Bridge. And we got involved in this three-car accident. And, um, and, and rather than... So my mom, she she was facing forward, and my nonna, she turned her head back and looked at me. Now, instead of seeing my nonna's face and the back of my mom's head, I sort of vacuumed out of the car and could see my wow. mom's face and the back of my nonna's head. You get what I'm wow. saying? Because she was yeah. looking behind her. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's what happened. And then from, and I saw myself, my cute little crumpled little body, because I had passed out. And um, upon impact. And then uh, the next thing I remember is, again, sort of like when I say vacuuming, do you know what I mean? Like sort of just like, and now I'm like, yes. And now I'm in another place, which was this vast. And again, it sounds so stereotypical, but it's just like. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Don't apologize. Like it's all good. We're we trust us. We're good with stereotypes. We're good okay, with all okay. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like an ant, like clouds. Like when you go to the beach and you look at the sky, like or you look at the ocean, like that far clouds. You know, like never ending, and silhouettes dancing in the back. And I wanted to go in there. I just I I knew the silhouettes. I knew them. I was familiar with them. They were my people. I wanted to be with them. And even then, at six years old, you were like, yeah. I know my I know my people when I see them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I'm home. Like, I'm here. I am. We're home. Like that kind of when you get home oh. feeling. And then a figure came uh, and he, it was like, it's a, a man. It was in the shape of a man, but not necessarily. You're like, Unfortunately, he was a cis white male. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyways, I'm sorry. But also, <laughs> but you know, like I, I did go to church with my nonna a lot. So right. I'm sure I did pick up a few things like along the way through osmosis as I slept on her lap mm-hmm. during every, you know. Um, but I saw these like David, Peter, all these guys were men, right? So one of them, probably Peter, right? I think Peter works at the gate. Uh, mm-hmm. he, whoever this was, he floated in front of me on the other side of his gate. Again, stereotypes. But he floated on the other side of the gate. And um, it was a big, huge gate, golden and he looked at me and I was like, okay, like I wanted to come in and he stopped and he shook his head three times, like, no. And without any words, we had this whole conversation about, you still have things to do. You're going to go back. It's going to be different. Don't be scared, blah, blah, blah. You know, here's what you have to do. And then I was paralyzed in that car accident and I was in a wheelchair. I'm in a wheelchair, you know, still. And um, so it was different when I went back, but I, as much as I was afraid and had to relearn things, I had this sort of thing in the back of my mind that it's going to be okay. This is what was supposed to happen. Wow. And I always have. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Santino, so it's like you're living on, you're living on borrowed time. Yeah. It's, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, in, well, in a it's, sense, it's like you have an, uh, Michael's like, uh, maybe that's not the pro- proper well, phrasing. Well, she just but it's told like, us she went back for a mission, and you're like, it's borrowed time. It's like, no, no well, it's like, I guess second chance. You, you know what I mean? It's, I know it's all bonus. Yes, yes, it's yes. all bonus. I do too. You know? I do too. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my honestly, I'm, my mind is blown by this story. And I, I'm blown by it. I'm, yeah. It's amazing too. I, I, that's incredible. Yeah, it's cool. And then because of that, I feel like I've, oh, and I forgot to tell you guys this. A few months before the accident, I told my mom, I don't want to get in a car accident. Oh, shit. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Even before that, then, it sounds like you've been pretty sensitive to this stuff the other side. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That was, I want to, I, I, that's actually where I want to go. But what, but one, 
uh, question I have, Santina, is we, you know, we've been doing this show for 164 episodes now and, and more. And one of the things that comes up a lot uh, with people who either have a near-death experience, a death experience, or get a peek at the other side, they tend to say where I was was more real than than here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you, I, I like, I love, as we are, and as stereotypical as was, that's great for us. We are cool with that. We don't judge. Like when you say, I saw the, 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 ga- the clouds mm-hmm. and there were gates and there were silhouettes dancing and this guy came to me and said this stuff. Did it, and I, I'm sorry if I'm like zooming in on a microcosm of your experience here as a researcher, but <laughs> what was the difference between that reality and the reality that we're in right now, if any? Well, like one is like that that they were silhouettes. Um, I think that that's probably, you know, like you can't judge, you couldn't judge people based on any sort of differences because everyone was sort of just the same. They were all just silhouettes. So everyone like this, our souls are basically the same shape, you know? Mm-hmm. So we couldn't, couldn't say like, Oh, that person's this and that person's that. And this, you know, it was like, we were all the same. Um, and then, like I said, we had a whole conversation without words. So, you know, you can just kind of, my understanding is you're whoever you're with or around you you feel what they want to tell you and there's no misunderstanding or anything like that because you can feel their intention and what they're trying to say so it's all like does you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> that's what that's saying uh you see what i mean it's like you don't need time to express words and feelings it's like it comes in just experience and images you know that's right and yeah time is definitely not a thing either that's amazing wow. yeah yeah. So any um exp- I mean that, I mean by the way we're done with the show everyone thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, once again we've proven there's life after death like we're done. We're done here. I guess we still have to solve Bigfoot and aliens but you know we're firm believers on the other side here obviously. Um yeah but we I, proved it- ghosts on this podcast and I think now we just proved the afterlife so Oh, pretty, good. Pretty, um, pretty good stuff. <laughs> Making progress. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for your help. Where where did you you it does seem like on top of this experience you come from some line of sensitivity. Where do you have memories before and and then what have you experienced after? Before and after what? Well, before and after this conversation with the other side, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean before, like I said, I just had said, well, I also knew that that was, I had a dream that day about the the car accident that morning. I went and running into my grandmother's room that morning and I had a dream that I fell in a hole and my nonna fell in a hole and I couldn't, I got out, but my legs were hurt and she got out, but her arm was hurt. And then she hurt her arm in the accident and I hurt my legs. So obviously wow. I was very in, in tune with everything there. And then I don't know, like, also, I, I called my best friend a few years ago and I was like, are you pregnant? And her her husband was like, what the hell, Jed? We weren't telling anybody. And she's like, I did it. <laughs> so I have like a weird, I, I did it to my friend the other day on the phone too. I was like, are you pregnant? She's like, I hate you. So I have like a weird, I have a weird pregnancy 
I, I don't know where it comes from. I, I don't know, but, um, it's just, it's, there's like almost too many stories to, it, to even go there's it just, yeah. Yeah. I'm I not, feel like this is, this is a, in terms of in touch with the other side, this is, you know, a, a very, my cup runneth over situation where is there like one that jumps out at you that you're like, okay, I got a wild story for you guys. I got all these others, but here's one. I mean, not that you just didn't drop one on our head, but is there one involving a friend or something that you are like, this one was wild. There was one time that uh, freaked me out more than any, where I went Great. to my friend's 4th of July party in Philly and we were sleeping over for the night. And um, so everyone from the party had left except for those of us who were sleeping over, except for this one guy who was still up in the house. And I said, who's still here? I thought everyone left. And the guy's like, no, everyone did leave. But I saw the guy. He was looking down at the down from the window. And I hadn't been in his house yet. And then um, we went into the house like an hour or so later. And I saw a picture of this guy. And I said, oh, this is who was here where he was but i didn't meet him where is he and he was like that's not like are you joking like that's my brother who killed himself in his in our room and it was the room where uh, i saw him so that one really freaked me out because I, then i didn't want to i was like i don't want to sleep i was freaked i didn't want to sleep in the house but i did because my you know but i made my friend sleep in bed with me uh but I, I, the, again it wasn't like a mean i i'm luck like i try to avoid mean spirits or it's usually good intentions that i come my way i i hope i hope i please god (laughs) have you ever thought of uh working on some of these i guess muscles or skills or gifts for lack of a better word that you have and and just Mm -hmm. sort of exploring them more or have you always sort of just been like i it comes and it goes and I just go about my life. And, uh, you know, I mean, what's your, I guess, what's your attitude towards these, these gifts that you have? Yeah, both. I feel like sometimes I've thought about maybe if I could try to figure out how to, you know, do this stuff on command. But then I also feel like a trust that the universe or whatever it is, is giving me these messages when they're supposed to happen so mm. I, I maybe I'm almost I'm kind of afraid to push it because I don't want to start doing like what Whoopi Goldberg because yeah when she was talking right. to Patrick Swayze uh, that was fine but then she started kicking up all those other people and right. then all these demons were coming in and I'm like nah I don't know about that I'm not yeah. sure and I don't know if that's what's the deal with that stuff and I kind of don't want to know what's the deal with those but um you know as far as like angels go and um just connections with people on the other side whether they've been here all you know whether they're not born yet or whether they have been here and left or i don't know it's just a weird it's all feelings based it's so hard to articulate too you know no i think you're doing a great job at it it it, it sounds like too though that you also recognize that there is sort of a a polarity in those energies i mean there's 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 obviously good and and light and angels but there's also you know maybe something else of its opposite uh it, would would you say that that's true or do you recognize that or i don't know yeah it seems like there's something some opposite forces out yeah, there but right. um i don't know like how they 
I don't know. I don't know how they were. For me, I can watch a movie like Saw or something like that, or, you know, a movie about a, you know, a serial killer. You know, I love all, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a woman in her Gotta 30s. Gotta have your true crime. Yeah. I watched true crime all day. But when you start, <laughs> but like The Conjuring or something, oh, no, no, I'm not, I can't watch it. I can't. I'm not watching right. it. Freaks wow. me out. Yeah, because that's like, to me, almost more like realistic than someone, you know, breaking in and kidnapping me, which obviously is technically more realistic if you think about it but not to me like (laughs) i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. i there's there's dark energies out there i don't understand them i don't want to understand them and it's just yeah and i think they get excited yeah i think when you start poking around they're like "Ooh, you want to know about me and it's like no 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 no, i don't want to right they love (laughs) negative attention these dark spirits are like i knocked over a vase full of water what are you gonna yell at me about (laughs) you know what i mean they love it yeah, but oh, I went to that house where, or the hotel where Stephen King wrote The Shining, and the uh, Overlook, and I was like, and I definitely was like, let's go, and I like pointed out some stuff I knew, you know, before we were on this little tour, and I was like, that room bad, and then they were like, okay, that's the room where what I'm like, yep, <sighs> so it's there, it's there. Wow. So what did what Santina? Are we? I mean, do you want to come co-host this show? Because I feel like we <laughs> need a job on a podcast. Much more yeah. qualified. A yeah. hundred more episodes with you. Like I apologize <laughs> to you and the listeners. We're barely going to scratch the surface here, so you'll eventually have to come back. And honestly, if you want to come host the show with us, great. Um, what What do you, if you were, because it's very rare that we have someone who has. Um, not only the perspective that you have, the experience you have and everything, if you were to be like, here's what I think, this is a big question, by the way. If you were to be like, here's what I think is going on with the universe and reality, like, here's what I think it is. Like, do you have an overarching model of reality that you tend to work with? Mm. I like, I kind of think that it's sort of almost like a big high school where, you know, um, some people, you know, like you've heard of like an old spirit or, you know, like something like that, where someone's like a, someone's been around longer than someone else. Like, I think that I'm older than my mom, for example, in Mm. the world. Um, and I think that, you know, each time that we're here, we're learning new lessons and different lessons and different levels of lessons. And then we sort of move up and move up and move up. And I don't know what's the ultimate goal or, and I'm not sure, like, I don't know if I come back next time as another person um, or do I come back as a sea turtle or, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure about how that kind of stuff works, but I do think like an old soul is the word I was looking for before. I think there are old souls and mm-hmm. you know, when like you see somebody and you swear, you know them, like you just like feel comfortable with them right away. I yeah. do believe that you probably had some sort of relationship with that person in another time period or maybe on another plane and another realm or something like that. But I just think there's a lot of layers, you know, there's more layers than we're capable of seeing or, mm-hmm. you know, feeling in this ex- experience that we're having. In yeah, this well, so but- do you have someone that you mentioned your mom, maybe being an older soul than your mother? Is there, is it her or is there somebody in 
your life that you're like, oh, I know I knew, I knew that person in a past lifetime. There's so many. And some of them are like my like my nonna, for example. But other of them are crazy. Like Luke Perry. I'm positive. <laughs> I know. Okay. Incredible. That's Let's amazing. get into this. Let's okay. go there. Oh. Wait, I see a book title coming. No, I, am, <laughs> I actually am Santino, writing a book. Just when I thought you couldn't blow my mind anymore. <laughs> no, this is a good story because, okay, watch. So um, I always grew up like loving, you know, Beverly Hills Nana to know was my favorite show of all time. And Luke Perry was my number one. I, I know that's not unique to me, you know, that a girl who grew up in the 90s loved Luke Perry. But I just knew that. I just loved him. I loved him. And I was remained loyal to him through the Justin Timberlakes and, you know, through the, the Jonathan Taylor Thomases. I loved them all, but Luke was my main man forever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, once I moved to LA, I was, you know, I thought, okay, I can't wait for sure. I'm going to meet him. And, um, I just, I never ran into him and I'm like, how's this possible? It's not like he's no offense, but it's not like he's, you know, Madonna or something. It's like, he's got to be, around at a bar or something right i never ran into him so then i was in the hospital five years ago for this thing and a friend of mine had the same manager as luke so she sent him this message saying his manager saying my friend loves luke perry more than anything if he would like call her or visit her um she would freak out so he visited me in the hospital no yes he was great he was a great guy so he visited me in the hospital we had this like long fun conversation we talked about all kinds of stuff after i you know cried my eyes out and pulled myself together obviously um so because i was shocked i didn't know he was coming she didn't tell me any of this i didn't know anything he just walked in my door and was like excuse me but are you santina Muha? and i was like whoa you know all my dreams came true in that one I mean, best day of my life i was in a hospital and never bed. met him before wow never met him before never what a stud wow never so he comes in he does that we talk so then that's all great and i'm like you know and and i just know and i'm and i'm like i knew it i knew it i knew like i felt that chemistry i felt the connection great so then um like i don't know however many hours later i start writing about it in my journal and my phone rings and it's him calling me and he's like he's like you know i just wanted to say you know like that was really great wasn't it like that was like a really fun conversation i wasn't expecting like i just thought we'd have like you know i'd come meet you and whatever but i just felt like that was really great and like i'm so glad that your mom didn't bring you to the freehold mall to meet me when you were little like i told him the story he said because that's not how he goes because that's not how we were supposed to meet this Mm. is how we were supposed to meet i'm like yep i knew it i knew this is how like i knew it and then he like knew it wow trippy right what do you think it was in a past lifetime. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, like, I hope I hope we were married. I hope we were married in a past obviously. life. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Oh, I have one more good story about another person, another celebrity like that. We have all the time in the okay. world for you. This is another good one because it's David Bowie. Oh, oh well, fuck. who we all know is a magical, mystical being, right? I mean, yes. you can't. There's no arguing. Mm-hmm. You just went. From Luke Perry I to know. David Bowie. Yes, this is Luke Perry Two David icons of I our know. life. I know. Believe me, I know. I uh so okay, so I went to a David Bowie concert and I was sitting not in the front row but on the floor. But because I'm I am in a wheelchair, it's hard for me to see when everybody stands up when I'm on, you know, like on the floor. So the security guard for um the last song was like 
come come to the front. You can come to the front. And all I wanted this whole concert was for David Bowie to sing my favorite song, which is Life on Mars. You know that one? It's a yeah, it's my favorite. Song. Oh, it's my favorite too. So I'm like, please, please sing Life on Mars. So he didn't sing it. He didn't sing it. He didn't sing it. So I'm, I'm like, it's okay. It's I guess it's not, you know, modern love or something. I don't know. I guess he's not going to sing it. So I got up to the front row and he's just about to sing. His, like, you know, he's like wrapping it up and he's singing some song. I forgot what song he was singing. And I'm up, I'm at the front. I'm in the front now. I'm literally touching the stage and he's not looking at me. And I'm like, how can he not notice me? I'm in a wheelchair. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm right here on the corner. I'm, I'm not surrounded by anybody. I'm like, how can he not be looking at me? But he doesn't look at me. And he looks like he's about to look at me every time he starts walking toward the side of the stage where I was. And then he turns around and walks back. So I'm like, this is, come on, Bowie. I thought we had something here. Is you weren't holding a, a Luke Perry poster, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay, okay, just checking. So then all of a sudden, he ends, finishes whatever song he was singing. And then he t- he's like, you know, he intros, okay, and this next song, blah, 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 whatever he says. And he takes a few, takes, starts walking toward me, toward where I am by the stage, starts walking in my direction. And then he looks down directly at me and he goes, it's a god-awful small affair. <gasps> To the go with them, and he starts singing the beginning of Girl of Life on Mars into my eyes wow. in Madison Square Garden. And now, there's for me, there's no one else in the whole Madison Square Garden but me wow. and Bowie for this moment in time. And it was like you could feel, and it was like the way he was looking at me was like, I know you, I know you wanted me to sing this, like, here it is, this is for you. You know what I mean? It was like one, it was like almost similar to the experience I had with the guy on the other side of like, we don't need the words, like, we're just communicating through our heartstrings or something i don't know what's and he sang to me like the beginning of life on mars and then you know he went out and sang the rest of the song to the rest of the thing but that those few bars were just for me that is so beautiful i know really that beautiful. is honestly the best story i've ever heard on this right, right? that's so lying. good and everyone knows bowie is a magical i mean you can't deny of course yeah god. he's an alien or something right for sure. I'm almost like back to your cry. We could take you now, but if you stay on Earth <laughs> one day, <laughs> I know Bowie yeah. is going to sing to you. Christ. That's pretty yeah. great. That's wow. pretty amazing. I know. I know. Thank you. Well, I mean, yeah, this is an embarrassment of riches <laughs> when it comes to paranormal experience. Obviously, that's wild. Um, we, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with the story uh, after a story like that. That's just, yeah. I can't, can well, microcosm those... it down, microcosm it down. Like, what did his eyes look like? What was that? Like, break it down just a little bit longer for us before we move on, please. Cause... Well, it was just like, I mean, like I said, we were in Madison Square Garden, which is huge. And the, like, energy is palpable in a place like that. And it was another vacuum type feeling of like, right when he looked at me and I knew he was looking at me, like we locked yeah. eyes and it was like another one of those like vacuum experiences where it's like just us in this moment, you know? And I don't remember what the lighting was like or whatever, but I know that I could only see David Bowie and I knew David Bowie could only see me in this one moment in time. He's got those powers. No doubt about it. For sure. Santina, that's more than most of us get in this life. I'm just yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, to be honest, I have a few more, but I'm just, I'm not going to, I'll save them. I have too many. 
Come back. Please come back on the show. We'll talk. I mean, you're not leaving anywhere in this episode right, right. soon, but like you're going to be back. Look, uh, I I might I might just bow out of co-hosting the show and no. have you step into my place. <laughs> uh, we need more. I mean, honestly, I, my, I, my, I, guys, I, do you ever hear me stutter like this? I don't know what's happening. That's wild. I'm so starstruck by both Luke Perry and David Bowie. Um, Santina, we have a game that we love to play with all of our guests. I- I'm going to go down a list of phenomena okay. and rapid fire style. And if you're open to it, you're going to say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. If you're somewhere in between or on the fence, you got to say one or the other. Okay. Okay. Just come down hard, and we can come back and revisit any of the ones that you're like, no, now that we're done, I want to come back to this. We can do all that. Okay. This this is a game that we call Bullshit or Believe It. All right, Santina Muha, on your mark, get set, ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. Bullshit. ESP. Believe it. Shadow people. Believe it. Unicorns. Bullshit. Alien abductions. Believe it. Yeti. Believe it. Mothman. Believe it. Out of body experience. Believe it. Tarot cards. Believe this. Demonically possessed dolls. Believe ish. Uh, the healing power of crystals. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> did you say believe ish? Yeah. Is that like a is that a cake mixture of both believe it and bullshit? It's it's when I have to choose one. If I'm gonna let anyone bend the rules, it's Santina. Okay. She gazed in the eyes of Bowie as he sang Life on Mars. Fair enough. I just want to make she sure she can it right. play this game any way she wants. She is allowed. She's a queen. I think crystals are kind of bullshit. Sorry. I have them. An, a- an alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. Bullshit. Atlantis. Believe it. Haunted houses. Believe it. Skunk ape. What? Oh, well, you just unlocked Damn. the secret game within the game. Get ready, Bryce. The uh. Jersey Devil. Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Believe it. I know. I wanted to talk about this with you. We'll circle back. The Biblical Devil. Believe it. Speaking to the dead. Believe it. Mermaids. Bullshit. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. About Sasquatch. (laughs) Oh, about everything. But yeah, Sasquatch. Um, (laughs) I I don't. uh, Yeah, believe it. Something. Past lives. Believe. Life on other planets. Believe. Life after death. Believe it. Life. On Mars. Bowie, believe it. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well let's played. circle back to well the Jersey Devil. Local cryptid. What do you know about the Jersey Devil? Just off the top of your head, tell us the history of the Jersey Devil. 
<laughs> you don't have to be right or wrong. It's it's fine, but I'm I'm very curious. I, and I don't I, I barely know. I've never come across him. I think he's from a, a more um southern region of Jersey than where I'm from. Pine or, Barrens. Or like a more yeah, yeah. It's actually not too far from me. But um you know, I I don't know. It's like this it's why like with Yeti and Sasquatch and those things like I don't know exactly what he is. I don't, but I, I'm sure there's some kind of creepy thing living in in the woods. Okay, we, okay, that's a good starting point. Yeah, we haven't done a Jersey Devil episode yet. Uh, I have. What are you talking about? We've done Jersey Devil, mind. haven't we? No, we have not. But I have what? one in the back of my mind. Um, how like, like on a day to day basis, how often are people in New Jersey talking about the <laughs> Jersey Devil? Nah, it's like. When you're a teenager, you know, it's about around the same time you discover Faces of Death or whatever that movie is. Oh, it's my like, God. And, a Ouija, and Ouija boards. It's like, you know, we're all excited about it for, you know, two years of our lives. And then we kind of move on. For those who don't know, I met just to catch them up. Faces of Death was like this <laughs> like video cassette series where actual recorded deaths and, and then God, they were like I remember and seeing those in the video fake store ones with the, mixed in with the skull and bones, and that was like mm-hmm. a video cassette. You just were like, okay, I'll watch this and I'll watch that, but I don't know about all this. Yeah. Oh man, freaky. It was never freaky. watch it. Too scared. Yeah, yeah, I never saw it. I did watched... you see it, Bryce? Yeah, fuck it? yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to like rent it, rent it once or twice, and <laughs> we came back. Yeah. <laughs> Santina, you too scared, or you were like, fuck, no, I let's watched do it. This. Like I said, like I can watch that kind of stuff. I can yeah. watch someone, I, but I'm weird though. Like, I I could I'd rather watch someone get their arm chopped off than watch someone have like blood drawn. That's where I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. I get it. Okay, well, Santina, I am pulling up my uh, stopwatch because you unlocked a secret game within the game called 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape, where Bryce is going to tell you what Skunk Ape is, and he has 60 seconds uh, to get you to believe in it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's all he gets. 60 seconds. Okay. To get your believing on Skunk Ape. Here we go. On your mark, get set. Sell Skunk Ape. Okay, well, you, you seem like the type of person who believes in old ladies, right? I mean, old ladies don't lie. Well, Skunk Ape is basically just Florida's Bigfoot. That's all. No more, no less. Florida's Bigfoot. Well, a while ago, an old lady uh, saw something was taking apples from her backyard. So she goes out in her backyard at night with a camera and takes two photos. If you have a search bar near you, you could look up Mayaka Skunk Ape, M-Y-A-K-K-A Skunk Ape. Seconds. And those are the two photos of this. It basically looks like Bigfoot hiding in the palmetto leaves. And uh, and that's it. Look, it's it's real. I've seen it. I know it exists. And you should too. 15 seconds. And if you buy now, I'll throw in a pack of M&M's. Peanut or plain, your choice. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) Santina, before you say anything, Riley, how do you think Bryce did on that? Riley, what's your assessment of where we're at? I mean, if this call was recorded for, uh, you know. Quality assurance. Quality assurance, (laughs) I I would. 
I'd call you in for a review. Yeah, this is this is the point in my sales career where I'd walk out and quit. I'd be like, I'm done. I had it. I don't want to sell it anymore. You wasted the first 15 seconds making a joke about whether or not she believes in old ladies. (laughs) That is valuable real estate, dude. Yeah, I should have stayed on script, huh? You yeah. left the final ten. The script seconds exists for a silent. reason, Bryce. You stick to the script, right, okay? You didn't even get the photos out. Yeah, what the I fuck know. are you doing, dude? Oh, I don't. I don't like this game anymore. I don't want to sell. Skunk you have anymore. to play it, Santina. <laughs> we got to ask you, uh, Skunk Ape. Do you buy it? No, I'm sorry. No, Bryce. <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. In- Bryce, no, it is absolutely not your fault. Bryce, it sounds like need... some kind of somebody either escaped from a zoo or Disney World yeah. <laughs> in a costume. And... Yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah. Bryce, what? please come see Riley and me at BCC headquarters. I know. I even Monday. lied on First that one. Thing I like, I've seen it. I know it's real. Total you lie. You are, never, you no are up for peer review, my friend. I am telling you. <laughs> Can I go up for a smoke Riley break? could sell this shit better than you. Absolutely. Yeah. At this point. A hundred percent. All right. Santina, I don't I know. Apologize. You remember my one attempt at it? It was not. Oh, good. That's true. You really you your nerves got the best of you. If there was but a it worse was, performance, it was that one. But yeah. it was charming the way you melted down. But uh, all right, guys, we gotta move some skunk apes, and we are not, it's not working. Santina, I apologize. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for high strangeness. With Santina Muha. All right, everybody. Uh, we're back with Santina Muha. It's time for this week's story of high strangeness. And of course, I think I failed to mention it. I don't know. It is Wet Hot Alien Summer 2, Summer Abduction, all summer long. So, Santina. This summer, we are talking about stories of high strangeness involving UFOs, uh, aliens, UAPs, alien abductions, uh, anything that might come from another planet or another dimension and put you in a weird spacecraft. Or maybe you just see some weird lights. Have you ever seen any UFOs, Santina? You know, I have this weird memory of waking up during a surgery once. And oh. then when when I watched one of I can't remember which movie I think it was Communion, yes. you know that, the one with the yeah. When I watched that, I was it made me feel like maybe did I wake up during surgery or I don't I think it was a surgery, but I, there's a chance <laughs> there's a chance that I was an abduction. Wow, <laughs> small chance, but I, mean- but I believe it all. I believe it too. And also most abductions involve operation tables. So yeah. mm-hmm. maybe you scheduled your surgery at a UFO and didn't realize it was in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Possible. <laughs> Speaking of communion, I've I've been meaning to bring this up. Do you guys know about the Wilford Brimley line? No. This is something what? This is something that's been going around my uh, circle of friends uh, on 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 a a uh, close friend uh, text thread. So when Cocoon w- was released in theaters on June twenty first, nineteen eighty five, Wilford Brimley, who played an old man in that movie, was, yeah, he was great. He was fifty years old. 
Oh, what? <laughs> yes. He was 50 what? years, nine months, and six days old. So oh, you cross God. the Brimley cocoon line on the day that you hit uh, 18,530 days. And like Tom Cruise recently crossed the, the Wilford Brimley line. Like if you Google Wilford Brimley line, it's wow. shot like Luke Perry has crossed the Wilford Brimley line. Yeah. Like wow. it is wild how young he was when he was in that movie. Uh, That's insane. Yeah, so we should all keep track of when we cross the Wilford Brimley line because it's sooner <laughs> than you might imagine. Um, all right, everybody, let's get into to tonight's story of high strangeness. Now, look, kids, I promised you a UFO story, and baby, oh, baby, did I bring you one. This story is, I'm going to jump right into it, the Todd Moden UFO incident. The Pennine Hills of Great Britain, stretching across northern England, have been called the backbone of England. This scenic range is the host of several moorlands, natural wonders, and stone circles. As a matter of fact, Ilkley Moor, the location of the fabled alien of Ilkley Moor photograph, which we discussed uh, many episodes ago, is located in this area. And as legend has it, the Ilkley Moor alien isn't the only extraterrestrial to visit these fabled lands, which mm. are well known for their strange lights and UFO sightings. The year was 1980, and it was decidedly not summer. It was November 28th. It was wet, however. A rainy night outside Todmorden, West Yorkshire. A police constable named Alan Godfrey was out driving around searching for a wandering herd of escaped cattle that had been reported in the area. Dawn approached and the nomadic bovines remained elusive, so PC Godfrey decided to retire the search as he was driving towards his town. He suddenly saw a bright, brilliant light over the road several hundred yards past the police station. As he approached the object, he encountered something he hasn't been able to explain in the following 40 years. A diamond-shaped craft about 20 feet long and 14 feet wide was hovering 6 feet over the road. The flushed diamond tip base was spinning anti-clockwise as Godfrey later noted in a sketch and it had a row of panels encircling the top third portion of the craft the object appeared to be a solid nuts and bolts craft Godfrey recalled the incident in 2020 telling the infamous Sun newspaper I thought it was a bus at first I remembered I'd already passed the early morning service, and as I got near it, very clearly looked nothing like a bus. It was completely blocking the main road. A huge metal object hanging in the air about five feet off the ground. It was diamond-shaped, about 20 feet wide and 14 feet high, and what appeared to be dark paneling across the upper top third. 
My headlights were shining off the side and I'd, I'd gotten out of the car and thrown a brick at it. It would have gone bang. So this this poor guy, this cop is like called out to find some cows. <laughs> like he's driving around in the rain at night and uh, instead of cows, he finds a UFO. The spinning motion of the base uh, caused wet leaves to dance about the road beneath it. After gawking at the heavenly vehicle for a moment, Godfrey did uh, what any upstanding English policeman would do. He politely turned on his hazards and his flashing blue lights and radioed to headquarters for backup. However, something was going on with the radio, and Godfrey could not make contact. At least... With not any extraterrestrial, with any fuck, I fucked up my own joke. <laughs> Riley, oh. cut this part. I won't, but try it again. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, something was going on with the radio, and Godfrey couldn't make contact. At least with not any terrestrials. With the radio malfunctioning, Godfrey decided to pull out his notepad and make a sketch of the object when suddenly he was blinded by a bright white light. Now, I want to do something a little unconventional here and take this moment to flash back to five months earlier. It's June 1980. On June 9th, PC Godfrey had been working on the case of a missing Polish-born miner from Lofthouse Colliery in Tingley, West Yorkshire. Maybe it's pronounced Tingley. I'm not sure. Anyway, a 56-year-old man named Zygmunt Adamski went missing. He'd seemingly vanished on June 5th while shopping for groceries. Five days had passed since Adamski's disappearance when his bodily suddenly appeared on top of a 15-foot-tall coal pile. Godfrey found Adamski's body still wearing the suit he was wearing when he vanished, but the body was missing his shirt, his wallet, his keys, and his watch. Sounds like a robbery or a murder, right, Santina? Mm-hmm. Well, his remaining clothing was buttoned all askew, and strangely, his hair had been sloppily cut short. Adamski had been gone for five days, yet his beard only showed one day's worth of growth. Curiouser, 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 curiouser still, more curiously, there were burn marks on Adamski's shoulders and neck that were smeared with a strange ointment that could not be identified in scientific laboratories. In an interview with Yorkshire Live uh, years later, Godfrey described discovering the body. Those eyes were staring up at me. I was looking down on him from a foot away. Those eyes sent a shudder down my spine. They were wide open. He had a look of someone who's had been something or someone had scared him to death. The coroner who examined Adamski's body, James Turnbull, told the BBC in 2003 that the murder had remained the biggest mystery of his career. While he remained skeptical of any paranormal involvement, 
He did state a question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just could not be answered. Now, this might be a tragic coincidence, but the mysterious circumstances surrounding the unsolved killing of Adamski was, has led to many UFO theorists wondering if Ziggy, as he was known to his friends and family, had been abducted by aliens. This incident had took place, after all, in an area sometimes referred to as UFO Alley, especially considering his connection with Godfrey, who had just been zapped by a UFO. So, okay, back to the wee hours of November 28th. As the blinding light surrounding Godfrey faded, he regained his vision to discover that he was sitting in his car 100 yards down the road from where he engaged the UFO. And not only that, but about 30 minutes had passed. There was a hole in Godfrey's boot, and he later discovered a strange, red, itchy burn mark on his foot. Godfrey drove back to where he'd seen the diamond-shaped craft, got out of the car, examined the area, and beneath where the UFO had hovered, the rain-trotted ground was bone dry, and the leaves and twigs had been scattered in a spiral pattern. Godfrey rushed back to the police station where he reported the incident to his superiors. It wasn't long before word got around the department that Godfrey had a close encounter. Snickering and teasing ensued, and Godfrey's peers started calling him Captain Kirk. Mm. However, the day after the incident, his superior told him that other officers searching for stolen motorcycles in nearby Halifax had reported seeing strange steel-blue lights in the night sky in the pre-dawn hours earlier that week. Officers in Littleborough and one other witness in Cliviger reported that they saw strange lights as well, and a bus driver claimed to have seen the same UFO as Godfrey on the very night that he encountered the strange diamond object. PC Godfrey's story made headlines, further pushing him into the spotlight for scrutiny and skepticism. A lawyer by the name of Harry Harris, also a UFO investigator, encouraged Godfrey to undergo hypnotic regression, during which Godfrey was videotaped and was revealed to recount a very strange abduction experience. Under hypnosis, Godfrey said, recalled being transported by a beam of light into the craft where he met a bearded, human-looking alien named Joseph and small, childlike, robotic creatures with large heads who performed experiments on him. Like so many UFO eyewitnesses, PC Godfrey's experience led to frustration and turmoil. His police career soon came to an end and was forced out of Todmorden and transferred to another department. Godfrey claims that after attempts by his superiors to put him in a mental institution failed, he was forced into early retirement. He still gives lectures about the experience at UFO conferences, but remains skeptical about what happened under his hypnotic regression because he still 
has no memory of what took place during the missing time. Just like a true policeman. Just the facts, ma'am. As for the events immediately before or after, Godfrey has been consistent and certain about what took place. He saw that craft. Sadly, he has this to say about the entire event. I wish I'd never seen the UFO, particularly because of the effects on my children. It's not easy having a policeman as a father, but when he's a policeman who saw a UFO, well, it's even worse. And that is a strange case of Alan Godfrey and the Todd Morton UFO incident. Guys, go easy wow. on those UFO abductees, okay? <laughs> Santina? Well told. Yeah. What the hell is that? Thank you, Riley. What the hell is that, Santina? That was just very spooky. I believe him. There you I, go. I do, too. And I appreciate, honestly, researching this story. It was really hard to get more details about Joseph and these robotic aliens because Godfrey's like, I saw the tape. I saw what I said. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I can't remember that consciously. So maybe that was a dream, but I'm, I'm sure that I saw this thing and I remember what happened before and after, but I can't, I love that. He can't tell you. I definitely met an alien named Joseph and some robots. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, if we go as, as far to, up to the line as there was a diamond shaped UFO, then why not? Right? Yeah, dude. Well, it's weird because it almost sounded like when I was telling my story at the beginning of this, where it's like you just remember these pieces and, you know, he kind of got like sucked into this thing and then he was Whoa. there. And he was, I mean, and, and when you were describing the like figures, it was like, it's like these things that you can't articulate, you can only compare them to what we already know, but you know it'd be like trying to describe a color that no one has ever seen it's like what is your point of reference you can only say it's like less than purple but more than blue you know like what but you could never really say what it is because we don't have a point of reference so you know it kind of feels like maybe that's what was happening where it's like he couldn't really explain it and this guy doesn't seem like he was trying to get a lot of followers or whatever you know version of it you know it wasn't that like no like he wanted this attention no and again it backfired on his career. Even even his yeah. superiors like, yeah, we had some reports and they're still like, you're, but you're still nuts. You know what I mean? Right. Like he was from everything that I saw, he was a like upstanding, like sensible, skeptical guy, you know, and but but he has sworn to the day that he saw what what he saw, but he still isn't sure what he saw. Um, and in fact, when he drove up, he thought, well, it, it's a turned over bus. They must have found the cattle or the cows that I'm looking for across the road. And they swerved. You know, he was thinking all the rational shit up to mm-hmm. within the context of like the mission he was on until he was like, wait, there's a fucking floating diamond in the that's taking up the middle of the road. Um, and then in one version uh, that was televised for a British show, I can't remember what it's called. I'll find it. I'll put it up on uh, as a link. You know, 
I I didn't see this anywhere but in this show, so I take it with a grain of salt. But allegedly, he drove his commanding officer or the superior back out to the spot who saw the dried circle in the road where the UFO had been hovering. And then they found, according to this TV show, they found the cattle like all grouped together in a pen that could only have gotten in from like a distant gate, you know, and they were like, how did all these cows get back in here? You know, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, it's a wild, wild story. And it's a very famous uh, UFO abduction case or close encounter case in England. At any rate, Bryce it happens, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, all the time, every day. Yeah, yeah. Incredible things happen to, you know. Well, I mean, who would we? It's impossible that we're the only people on this whole giant world, right? Who do we think we are? What what a waste of space. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. I I had a weird thought, and and Santina, you kind of backed it up by bringing it back to your personal paranormal history. I. I had a moment watching uh, or, you know, watching the that the reenactment uh, of this and researching where I thought, guys, back me up here. Um, so, Santina, we've been trying to look at aliens and UFOs as maybe something that's interdimensional or hyperdimensional mm-hmm. and maybe aren't these like spacecrafts that come from other planets and then enter our atmosphere and hover around. So Mm -hmm. I started to think like, you know, all these stories are very similar. Uh, uh, Bright, bright white light, weird craft, bright white light. I'm sucked in. I go to a place Mm -hmm. I'm operated on. I'm spit back out. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what do all three of you think about this idea of what if the UFO is not actually a spacecraft, but it is literally a portal that appears. And the portal, it's it's a doorway that looks like a flying saucer, or it looks like a diamond-shaped craft. And that doorway, instead of being stationary, has the ability to zip and zoom all around our Ooh. physics in our three-dimensional space, because it's coming from a dimension outside of our own. And I like that that. Oh. That, that, that that when we walk into that craft, we're actually walking through a portal that takes us to a common space, another dimension where mm-hmm. these common experiences take place, these operations, these contact with smaller humanoids, these religious experiences. You know what I mean? That maybe all these mm-hmm. UFOs are just doors to a larger house that exists just yeah. beyond reach. And I like not it. Re- you know what I mean? I do. I love yeah. it. That's a new theory. I, 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 Hey, there you go, man. Only took 164 shows. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I love that idea. I love any, I love any sort think, of hypothesis that's outside the box. Because if you think about it, our doors in our reality tend to be two-dimensional, right? They're just a Mm two-dimensional rectangle. So a doorway to a higher dimension would be three-dimensional, right? You know what I mean? 
I mean, yeah. well, yeah. I'm, not even, you have, I'm not even high right now, but I should be. Yeah. <laughs> you, have these, you have these guys or gals that get, you know, let's say abducted and they, when they first describe the craft, it's relatively small. Like you said on this one or, or Constable Godfrey did like 16 feet, 14 feet yeah. high, 20, feet, then 20 feet tall, 14 feet wide. There you like, go. That's, but, that's a that, car. But, that's a big car. But then but when they get car. in the craft, there's like an operating room. There's hallways, there's different rooms. It's mm-hmm. like there's no way that the space makes exactly. sense. Exactly. So uh, I, I I like that theory. I like that theory very much. You know, it goes against the sort of the the Bob Lazar sports model UFO where there's just three little seats in the craft and, you know, they have to be piloted by these, you know, conscious beings. But uh, I like it, Michael. I think you're onto something. But, but man. maybe I mean, some they, of them are like spacecrafts that are piloted, and then maybe some of them are like extra dimensional doorways. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Santino, no, we've been that. doing this for so long. We're just we're really trying to figure it out. Listen, I buy it. I think that's good, and I think that that maybe explains why it's so hard to get a picture or you know of of this thing because it's not maybe a physical thing. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not everybody can see it. You know, just like how sometimes there's a ghost in a picture, but like, you know, not everybody can see it when it's being taken. It, it, it checks out. Yeah. Well done, Michael. Well done. Well, I think I figured out UFOs. All right, guys. Hey. I, I think that wraps up another episode. Santina, uh, we don't know where to find Joseph the alien, but where can people <laughs> find you? On Instagram at Santina Muha or at Twitter, it's all at Santina Muha. S A N T I N A M U H A. Fantastic. Any fun cool. stuff to plug, or are we all still living in the one-dimensional realm of the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a collection of essays, um, memoir, and the Luke Perry story is in there. So oh you'll have God. a lot more. Uh, background there and some other stuff and um the david bowie because i talked about some concerts and things so uh and and many other stories are in there from my life so i'm uh, excited about that i mean based on the 30 minutes 30 minute <laughs> glimpse we got into your history that's gonna be, be one hell good of, book yeah one hell of a book for sure and we listen if we need to like petition i don't know where you and luke are these days but He's got to write the forward to that book. So well, I will do you Michael, he's passed. He's passed away. Mike. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, do you remember? He had yeah. a stroke. A very yeah, early and by the way, so has Bowie, also before his time. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, These are special people. I'm I'm I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anyone can get a forward written from the other side, I think it's you, Cynthia. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Good point. Good point. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Apologies to Luke Perry. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, well, because it was so sudden. It's 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 weird. It was weird. That's God, man. I I like literally chills went up. Uh, chills of embarrassment and shock ran through my body when you reminded yeah. me. Um, guys, uh, anything to plug? Not really. Just you know the good old Patreon. The other yeah. side. Yeah. Lots of fun episodes, good times, many hours of enjoyment. I you'll love it. You're here. You're you're at this point of the episode. Just keep it going, you know? Just yeah. binge away. Guys, what's up with this 4.8 
stars uh, on Apple Podcasts. What the fuck is happening? Get us too, out huh? of that hole. <laughs> I am embarrassed to be doing this podcast right now. Uh, but you can follow us at Bigfoot Pod on Instagram at uh, or on Twitter at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram. This is why. This is why. I. It's my fault. I've knocked us down 0.2%. Uh, um, uh, uh, follow me at McMills on Instagram and Twitter. Bryce, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Mr. Bryce Johnson and on Twitter at Bryce O. Johnson. Follow me there. And hey, check out our merch. Our merch is uh, so good right now. Check mm, out the merch store in the point. link tree. Yep, absolutely. Riley, where can people look at your beautiful face? Um, they can look at it on Instagram at, at Peace Drone. And uh, yeah, especially the uh, Ultimate Champion t-shirt. Really excited about that, and I, I, have, I, I have a mug. I that Guys, on the way. Also, by the way, yeah. get it while it's <laughs> you got hot. Too. <laughs> nice. Get it while it's hot. I don't know if Universal's going to shut us down, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it might be copyright infringement. We'll find out. Um, Santina Muha, thank you so much for being on the show. We are going to buy that book. Come back on the show when that book is out, and we will we'll do some listeners listener stories with you, and uh, get some more stories of your own. How's that sound? Great. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much. Fantastic. All right, guys. That's it for this week. Until next episode, good night. And go get regressed. All right. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.